Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I sat down and talked to Caleb, who has just lost 200 pounds, uh, and he's done this by just using extreme discipline. He's worked out hundreds and hundreds of days in a row um, until he just recently got injured. We talked about that extreme discipline. We also talked about how that affects you mentally uh, when you get an injury and that creeps in on you. Uh, And then we also talked a little bit about a guy that motivates both of us a lot, which is Jocko Willink. Uh, If you don't know who that is, make sure you guys go check him out um, for a lot of motivation. Um, But also check out Caleb. Uh, His Instagram is Goal Crusher. Um, And I think you guys are really going to like this episode. So here it is. All right, Caleb, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. First of all, I want to start off the show and just say congratulations for losing 200 pounds, man. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't think it could happen, but there it is. Hey, here you are, man. I know that's had to be a long journey, which is kind of why you're on the show. I want to give you an opportunity to, you know, share your story. Uh, I think that your story is very inspiring, and hopefully we can uh, motivate some people here, man, get them on the right track. So uh, take us back to kind of where it all started. Uh, well, um, the weight loss journey or my weight problems? Uh, more so your weight problems. Let us know, like, maybe uh, when's the first time you thought, hey, my weight's a problem or, or some of the early issues you had with weight? Okay, so I'll start off by saying that I got a really bad memory. Um, as a matter of fact, I forgot we were even doing the show today. <laughs> and just the other day, you told you reminded me, and then I, and I text my wife. I'm like, hey, can I do this? And she's like, yeah, no problem. And then you hit me on the Instagram today and I was like, oh my God, which is crazy because <laughs> I'm wearing my favorite shirt in the world, which yep. it's like, oh, that, that worked out. Um, and I text my wife and I was like, hey, just a reminder, I got that. Or I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot that podcast. And she's like, I didn't. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I got a, I got a memory issue. So to tell you, when I realized I had a weight problem, I wouldn't really be able to tell you. Um, I do know that when I was a kid, because um, obesity definitely doesn't run in the family, um, the majority of my cousins and the majority of my family members, especially when they were young, um, did not have a weight issue. So um, it was kind of strange. Um, I always recall a picture um, of me when I was like eight years old. And I was skinny in the picture. Um, it was when we had just moved to Louisiana. And um, it was always really confusing to me that I was skinny in this picture. And then, and then you know, all of a sudden I was this massive kid. By the, by the time I moved from Louisiana to Arizona, I was definitely, I, I remember another picture um, when I was in eighth grade. I was definitely the bigger kid I had you know, the XL shirt, almost two XL shirt in, in eighth grade, probably, probably actually was a two XL shirt. Um, and I was at the point where I couldn't really buy normal clothes anywhere. So at some point in that time, it happened. Um, now my parents were going through a divorce and I was just listening to my friend's uh, podcast and he was talking about his family going through a divorce. And I was like, man, maybe that had something to do with it. But I don't know, it was somewhere in that age range where I blew up. Um, I don't really know exactly what it was, but I do know that I was on like 
a Ritalin medicine and they took me off of it. And I don't know if there was a reverse effect or something. Um, but anyway, I, I've never really ate healthy. Um, I was the last kid in all the kids and all my brothers got to eat like healthy. They were forced to eat healthy. And I was the one kid that would like throw a fit and I would get what I want. So if they wanted to force green beans down my throat, I just wouldn't do it. And it was like, my parents were like, we're over this. <laughs> Like it is what it is. So um, my brother Josh would always point to that, like, oh, you can get whatever you wanted. So um, maybe that's where it really started. But that, as a kid, I kind of fell into in love with fast food. And um, you know, Michael Jordan had a burger at McDonald's, and it was like a Michael Jordan quarter pounder. I love that. And then uh, gotta Taco have Bell. the MJ burger. Do you remember that? No. How old are you? Uh, I turned 30 last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm 38. Okay. Uh, I think I forget my birth. <laughs> you can't forget your birthday, man. Come on. I, I, I know my birthday, but I forget my age all the time. I'm like, am I 37 or 38? So I'm 38. And so I was probably like 11 or 12. So you probably had no idea, but yeah, MJ had his own burger at McDonald's. Um, that was when the McRib had first come out and that was a big deal. So that's when I started to eat that stuff. Um, and I, I've kind of had an addiction to fast food ever since. So that took me all the way through um, high school. I was completely overweight in high school and I was very self-conscious. Um, I would be made fun of all the time, um, not in high school, up to high school, up to eighth grade. Well, more like up to 10th grade, I guess. I, would, I was very insecure and self-conscious. And then I went to a store at the time, it was called Casual Mail. Now they're called Destination XLs, but it was Casual Mail. And I went in there and they had a shirt called Big Daddy. And it said Big Daddy across the front. And then the back had like a really funny saying. And my best friends, this guy Adam and this guy Will were like, oh, you got to get this shirt. And I was like, no way. I'll never wear something like that. Because that just points to me like, oh, look at me, yeah. look at me. I was already ashamed and, and nervous about it. And um, they're like, no, you got to wear that. So we ended up buying it. I remember it was a uh, 4X. So it was a big shirt. I was a sophomore in high school and I wore it to school the next day. And that was just the start of accepting myself and like really getting to know who I was. And I became the funny fat guy. <clears throat> so Did they call you big daddy after that. All over campus. <laughs> <laughs> Before you knew it, I was like prom uh, or winter formal king and like I had one prom king, but they couldn't give it to me because I won winter formal king. So like it was just this complete transformation. I learned how to own me, myself, but I was still not happy inside, you know. So uh, at the end of high school, I believe, or it might have been going into senior year, I, I can't piece it together, but I started working out and I started taking hydroxy cut which back then it was new on the market and no one knew that it was really bad for you back then. That's when it had um, that stuff that's basically in speed. It's like um, amphetamine and amphetamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had that in like the pills. And I was taking 12 a day. Oh, the shit. bottle said to take four in the morning, four in the afternoon, four at night. So of course the way it was flying off and I was uh, riding an exercise bike and just loving um, the results. I lost about a hundred pounds, but then I got off the hydroxy cut and it's funny when you crutch on something like that, it totally like controls your mind. So when you quit that then you're like, Oh, I don't have what I need to get it done. And 
it's like steroids in Rocky, you know? Yeah. You just, you know, put it all right back on. Um, so that really sucked. And I, I started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I got to a 5X shirt. And I think it was like 2010, I started to get into poker um, a lot. And I suck at it, still suck at it today. <laughs> Texas Hold'em. And my brother, Josh, was like, look, you really like poker. If you lose 100 pounds, I'll pay for your entry into World Series of Poker. And for me, I'm like always all in on anything I do. So mm -hmm. like I started to play poker and I was like, oh, I'm going to be the best poker player ever, which there's no way that's going to happen because I suck at counting and memory. So it's like <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what I should do. Like to this day, I still can't tell you if a flush beats a straight until I go to play. I got to look it up and make sure it's, <laughs> so it's funny that that was what it was. But he uh, got me a personal trainer. And uh, I, at the time, I was smoking uh, close to two packs a day. Wow. And so I had to quit that cold turkey. And I did, which is awesome. Um, I'm thankful for that. And I started going to this trainer. Um, his name's Mike Trujillo. He, he was amazing. Um, and I was going to him four days a week an hour and then afterwards I would do the elliptical for 30 minutes um and I was basically eating chicken and rice every night <clears throat> um not some any other kind of crazy diet but that was my dinner every night mm -hmm. and um I lost like 107 or 115 pounds something like that I went from a 5xl shirt to a 3x and I was super super happy um but again I don't know I didn't really have a why like the why was honestly it was to like hook up with chicks so it was like I'm doing this originally it was for poker but you know I already knew that dream was dead yeah. <laughs> like three months into it uh you're like a little person trying to play in the NBA if you can't if you can't count and can't remember oh yeah like Bugsy Bugs <laughs> ain't happening um so uh you know three months in or whatever it was more along the lines of doing it for other people and mm -hmm. not necessarily myself um and yeah i turned 30 so i guess it was eight years ago it's like 2010 i turned 30 i was in a 3xl jersey uh rasheed wallace jersey i was like just i've never been able to wear a jersey before so i was just super happy super stoked and i met my uh my girlfriend now wife um and she had two kids at the time so i just kind of jumped right into that and that was the perfect excuse for me to be like, oh, I, you know, I got what I need now. Now I need to focus on being a father. And now I'm fat and happy. And a husband. And at the time, I felt really good about myself. I, I you know, I was happy. And, uh, and I just let it go. You know, there was no true purpose to my weight loss. I didn't really have um, purpose in life, actually, at the time. It was more... Oh, I got my girlfriend finally, and now I got to be a dad. And, you know, there's no time in the day for that, which is the excuse you'll hear from anybody that wants to start but hasn't mm -hmm. started. Uh, there's not enough time in the day. And, you know, excuses are great. <laughs> they give you what yeah. you need to, to fail. And so real quick, real quick, I jumped right back up. And I never really weighed myself at the time, but I just watched the clothes um, become tighter and tighter. And I ended up saving all the clothes, putting them in these um, containers and sticking them um, at the time in storage. And then now we have a house and they were in the garage. And uh, 
you know, I shot all the way back up to a 5X and real fast. And um, I never really wanted to weigh myself. And then me and my wife talked about like weight loss surgery and what that would be like. Um, and I went to go see what I could do. Um, I can't really remember what it was. I think it was gastric bypass mm -hmm. where they make your stomach smaller. And I actually went to a meeting and because you were, the doctor made you go to a meeting before you could set up the surgery. So I went to the meeting with these people that had done it and a lot of people in there had been successful and I found a lot of motivation from it <clears throat> and I got kind of excited about it. And then I went and saw the doctor and the doctor was like, look, if you want to do this, you know, that's great. Um, but you need to lose 40 pounds because you weigh 440 pounds. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, but you know, which was really cool. This doctor, I mean, they probably keep their opinions to themselves sometimes, but <laughs> it's like, but if you can lose 40, I would suggest you, you know, continue to try to lose weight from there. And I was like, in my head, well, yeah, I've already lost a hundred pounds before twice. So why you're right. And I was like, you know what? I left there like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this surgery. I'm just going to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. There it goes. So I don't know how many months later I was 458 pounds. I gained weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I made a bad decision at the time in my mind. Um, and I kind of like just given up on it. Like it wasn't going to happen anymore. So the weight had been a struggle for a long time. Um, all the way till I guess it was, yeah. So it was last, it started not this March, but last March. So all the way till the age of 37. So, so it's safe to say that weight has been an issue for you your entire life. 100%. Never yeah, been very satisfied. similar to me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, well, I don't even know your story. Yeah. I, uh, I got to do a podcast, man, and like put it all out there. And as these come out, like people will hear more and more of my story. But uh, so I've lost uh, 130 pounds um, wow. over the last like five years. Uh, nice. I lost a bunch of it in the beginning and then kind of been in maintenance. And then just recently during this COVID and stuff, decided to lose another 30. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff from your story that I want to jump into. So one yeah. of the things that I noticed that, you know, I did myself is like being the overweight guy, I played football and all that kind of stuff. And it really made me fit in, but I only because I owned it, I was like the fat, funny kid. Um, I was big and strong and let anybody push me around. And that sounds like something very similar to your story, but in my opinion, and I want to see if you have the same is, it gets really easy to get locked into that mindset because then you don't want to change because like your value as a person is like attached to being that funny guy. So do you exactly. think that kind of like caught you in a cycle? I don't know. I've never really thought of it like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I've always wanted what other people have been able to do. You know, yeah. I've always wanted to, like I didn't play football when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I was scared to run the hills because I was scared people were going to judge the way I run them. Not because I didn't want to go up and huff and puff. It was because I didn't want them to see me bent over huffing and puffing. Um, I was very self-conscious. So I've always wanted to be able to do the sport. I've always wanted to snowboard. I've always wanted to um, be good at basketball. You know, as a kid, I, I played a lot of basketball with my friends. But, yeah, I never um, – I don't know. I never really accepted that, that part. I just, 
I just really, really liked eating bad food. And not a lot of bad food, which is really like strange to me because I know some people that um, have have had serious major weight issues. Um, and we all just recently talked about Taco Bell and like what you would order at Taco Bell. And these guys are like, um, I mean, I'm talking like a $17, $18 meal from Taco Bell, which that's a, lot of, that's a lot of food. Dude, it's insane. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I didn't eat like that. I, I would go to Taco Bell. I'd have two of their like dollar burritos or $1 burrito and $1.99 burrito. And then a triple layer nacho, which is a dollar. It's like their cheap value nacho, not the big Del, Don, Del Grande. And that's it. And a, well, a large soda you know, and like I would, that was it. So to me, it wasn't necessarily a case of overeating. It was more of absolutely nothing good going in my body. You know, yeah. like that's, you know, I'm putting Taco Bell in my body in the morning. I'm putting, and this was a, this is a huge, huge one that um, I had to open up on that. I didn't, no one knew about me for the longest time, but on the way to work, I'd eat two maple bars from 7-Eleven and a sugar-free rock star. I wouldn't have anything else for breakfast. I wouldn't have anything two hours later or two hours before that or whatever. But that's one of the most unhealthy breakfasts you can ever think of. And I have a very addictive personality, like I've mentioned, you know, the poker thing or cigarettes or whatever, like whatever my mind's on, it's on. So if I start eating donuts every day for like three days, it's going to become like a everyday thing. And that runs in my blood. The alcohol, like I said, when I was drinking block of sodas, not on this show, but my wife was like, yo, you need to chill because she knew like, if I kept doing that, I was going to be drinking block of sodas every day. So, <clears throat> so that's like, extremely similar to me. I have that same type of personality. Uh, honestly. So my routine for like years was every morning, leave my house, hit speedway, two packs of like those, uh, uh, powdered donuts and I've been like an energy drink fiend for years. So mine was very similar to yours, like two packs of, of powdered donuts and, uh, like a, a sugar-free monster. And I was like ready to rock for the day. Um, and it, it is that like addictive personality. And that's what I've told people for a long time. Like with my story, it was not like so many people I hear what their stories and talk to, like have a problem. Like they had, uh, like they lived in like a rough area when they were a kid and they like ate for comfort or like their parents were, you know, had a mess up relationship with me. It's like, I didn't have any of that. I just like ate for convenience. And then with my addictive personality, like that just grew. Like, so like I would wake up in the morning and just be like, not want to fix my breakfast. So I just run to speedway and then I get in a habit and get like addictive. And, and that's like what led me to where I was. It wasn't because of some big problem. You know, does that make sense? Completely. That that's actually you're the first person. Like I, I'm telling you, I, I I'm in a really cool group with some really cool guys that um like I've grown to love them. Like they mean the world to me, and I haven't met any of them in person, which is crazy. Um, but I consider them like family. It's wild because we all share a lot of the same you know circumstances that we're, me and you have gone through. Um, but you're the first person that's ever said that. And that is literally like me in a nutshell. Like if I yeah. stop, if I stop eating donuts and I stop eating, uh, or drinking sugar-free rock stars, 
and then I start cooking a certain way, I'm going to cook that certain way for like two months every yeah. morning. You know what I mean? It's like, so, a, like people are like weirded out because I will literally eat the same thing for lunch every day for a year and have no problem with that. I just get in that mindset, man. And that's where I go. Yeah. yeah I have uh, I have four places that I'll eat at lunch yeah. over and over. So actually one thing that was really good for me in that, uh, same like aspect was, um, actually doing keto, right. Cause I found like my, my go-to was the carbs. And so just completely eliminating those and not letting myself have any carbs at all, like really helped with that mindset because like, I can't have a little bit, I, I can get hooked on it and have a lot or I can have none. And so being able to eliminate that, uh, was awesome for me. And it becomes easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's crazy is like, to me, this whole thing was easy. Like I lost 200 pounds. It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> and the first month, I you know I'm not going to lie. The first month was difficult because mm -hmm. I didn't believe that it could be done. Um, but I mean, there's people on Instagram, uh, Gourmet Goes Keto, uh, Crushing Keto, uh, Poro92. I don't know if you follow any of those guys. Yeah. Um, keto D. There's a bunch of those guys. Um, Jarb's journey and, and fit D rock, all these guys, they all like are complete proof that it could be done. And when mm -hmm. I first started this journey, I, I didn't even find them right away. It was more, uh, so I guess it wasn't easy until I really found them to be honest with you. Um, which was like three or four months in, cause I started March and March of last year. And then I think I found uh, Poro and crushing keto and gourmet all around the July area and seeing their pages and seeing that they could just lose 200, 300 pounds. It was like, whoa, I never really seen it. I'd only seen Jared from Subway, you know, and who knew if that was, if that was right. Who knew if that yeah. was real? So did you really get like that eating all those Subway sandwiches? We'll, yeah, we'll like, never know. Walking. Did you really walk those many miles? Like no one knows. Turns out he's a pedophile. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these guys, they had just totally, um, you know, it was real. And at the time I find, I made it, I just made it into a 4XL shirt. I was actually at a wedding when I came across Poro's um, page. And I remember writing them being like, dude, this is incredible. Like I've lost this much pounds and I didn't like, I couldn't believe that this happened. And, and um, seeing that, you know, Gormy's almost looked fake. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you follow Gormy, but his, he almost looks fake. Like, yeah, it looks like, like a different person. This is insane. I think you just lost me. Can you I see think, me? Uh, no, I can't see you, but oh, I can I hear you. There you go. Can you see me now? I can see you now. Yeah, my computer's hooked to a dock. That's not that great. Like the AT&T um, guy. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me though? Yeah, I can. You're okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, those guys, once I knew it was possible, it became easy. Like this whole... Well, okay, so speaking of addiction and repetition, like, there's this book. It's called The Mastery or The Freedom Journal. The other okay. one's The Mastery Journal. I don't know. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. Have you ever heard of John Lee Dumas? I have not. Enlighten so me. You, but you're into podcasts, right? So yeah. There's a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire. Okay. And basically, this guy like interviews an entrepreneur every day. Um, and he asked them the same three questions or multiple questions, but he asked them the same questions, um, every time. And so you get to hear these entrepreneurs speak on like different, like why they started, what their aha moment was. It's 
really, really cool, powerful podcast. Um, and he wrote this thing called the Mastery Journal, which is a task journal where you do like four tasks a day. And my brother and his uh, wife, the same one that tried to give me the World Series of Poker, who's always been worried about my weight and who's never been afraid to tell me, um, which is, I can't thank him enough for that. Um, he, uh, he bought me that, they bought me that for Christmas. And so halfway through that book, uh, John Lee Dumas, Dumas had wrote it, he promotes this one. And it's all about accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. And every page, every page is the same. Okay. Uh, just like my personality, just like your personality, every day you're repeating what you're doing. And it's like day one, well, the whole, let me explain the book real quick. You set your number one goal, which on this was lose 50 pounds in 100 days, which I thought was going to be impossible. And, but I also thought that if I did this book perfectly, maybe I can make it happen. So it was attainable, but like very, very big reach in my mind. Um, and then every day, well, the, then you have 10 days, you got to set mini goals to hit the main goal. So like the first mini goal for me was 10 straight days. Oh no, that's the second, sorry, that was 10, oh no. Oh, this is the second journal. I did it twice. That's why I, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not my first goal. Right here. I will have no sugar and no soda for the first 10, day, 10 days. Okay. So, and then daily, I had to write that down. So how did first, that first goal go? It went great. So the day one, I weighed 458 pounds. I wrote it up here on the top. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I weighed 444. I'd already... So 20 days before I started this, I'd already started working on being a little more healthy and yeah. actually working out, but not every day. And I had lost quite a bit of weight. I think it was, uh, I'm not good at math. Was that 14 pounds? I lost like 14 pounds right away. So I was 444 when I started this book. Um, but the first thing you have to do is, what am I grateful for? So I'd write three things I'm grateful for. And then in 99 days, I will do what? So I had to state my big goal. So lose 50 pounds and fit into a 4XL shirt. And then, because by the way, I was actually, by the time I started this book, I was a 6XL. Hmm. Crazy. Um, my number one focus today is not to eat sugar or drink soda. And then by the end of the day, I will have accomplished these three measurable goals to reach my big goal. And on this, at the point, I didn't really understand it. So it was, I will not eat sugar. I will not drink anything but water. And I'll get um a reminder in slack to make my to go buy my own breakfast so i don't go buy donuts yeah and then my action plan for the day meditate for 10 minutes 25 minutes on the elliptical 10 push-ups 30 crunches and get rid of any desires out of my cabinet and then at the and then thoughts i feel good i'm feel motivated i've been prepping since the middle of the the mastery journal i'm ready to rock which is a lie it wasn't the middle of the mastery journal it was 80 percent through and then in the night, you have to write down two wonderful things that happened. I feel extremely motivated, like nothing can stop me. And I went above and beyond my normal workout. So those are two good things. Two struggles. I ate unhealthy for dinner and I drank a beer. Possible solutions. Plan what I'm going to eat before I do it. And then tell my wife not to order me a beer. So my wife didn't even know I started this. Yeah. And she was like, hey, I'm at this restaurant. I ordered you a beer. I'll see you in a little bit. And so she had already ordered it. Um, tomorrow will be a great day because I will have my first full day in the book and I will be on track. So excited for this and final thought, I can't express how excited and determined I am to succeed 
and that's a great feeling. And so day after day after day, the same exact thing, you're writing down the same stuff. And then the next 10 days, you got to set a new goal and you're supposed to not worry about the other goal. But I was like, oh, no, no, no. Now I'm going to double it up. So now it was no <laughs> soda. Plus, on that one, it was do the elliptical twice a day um, for an hour. I'd moved it up to an hour. So I don't know. I got to like day 22 or 23, and I was going to take a day off because I had to do it every day, according to the book. And I was going to finally take a day off. And I actually stumbled across a, um, Jocko Willick. I don't know if you listen to him. Oh, yeah. He's, incredible that's this is his shirt yeah. so um, i was listening to to his podcast or not his podcast a youtube link actually of one of his podcasts and he talked about if you're going to procrastinate anything in life procrastinate a day off and if your body want, if you want to take a day off go home and work out and then ask yourself if you really need a day off and 99 percent of the time you're going to say no you don't and i was like this is crazy. I literally just got done telling my coworker I needed a day off. And so I went home and I worked out again. It was my two a day. I got off and I was like, I feel great. I don't need to take a day off tomorrow. It's just the elliptical. I'm not killing myself because what I do on the elliptical is I just get on it and watch a Netflix show for an hour. Yeah. So I just went to town on the elliptical and got off and I was like, man, I feel good. Why do I need to take a day off? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to day 50. And then I got to day 50 and I'm like, I'm going to day 75. And before you know it, I was on day 439. So you're still on the streak? No. Oh, okay. So so that's what's crazy is, um, so I got into this mindset of, I will never take a day off for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't imagine what a day off would be. If I took a day off, that might send me in the other direction. Yep. Uh, because of my personality um and that i was like terrified honestly to take a day off and also it felt good to hit those numbers those goals so 250 300 all that kind of stuff um of working out in a row and i was doing it through injuries sickness i had toe surgery and i still made it happen so it was just um really 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 important to me and i knew eventually i want to get um skin surgery i want to get loose skin removed it's really bad right now like it's really really bad um and so i wanted to do that and i know i got to take a day off for that so i've been kind of scared about that and then man about a month and a half ago i guess i don't know how long ago it was i woke up and i had a pinched nerve in my lower back okay and i was like oh this is bad Like every time I lifted my leg, it hurt and I came to work and to be honest with you, I was crying like the whole day um, because I didn't think I was going to be able to work out. It was very emotional for me. Um, I'm an emotional guy. I've been crying all week actually because I hit 200 pounds, (laughs) which is not, I don't know, it's just emotional because now there's just so many things I can do now that I never thought I could do. So when I think about that, it's not actually the number of 200. It's just the fact that I can do things that I never thought I could do Um, that really hits me hard to be honest with you I can care less about the number because the way I felt at 199 versus the way I felt at 200 is the same so yeah so I'm I'm binging here I'm I'm going on rants but no you're okay I just want to know I'm really curious like so you miss miss a day because you're back 
No, so so a pinched nerve. I was crying at work. I was texting this guy Joe, who's a great guy, got like two percent body fat, and he's like, "Dude, it's fine. Like, just you, you'll be all right. Like, take the day off and rest your back." And I'm like, "No, f that. I'm I'm going." And I got home and I did the elliptical, and I got off and I was like, "Man, okay, I feel okay." Um, still jacked up though, like still hurts. So the next morning I went to the chiropractor. He popped it. And then the next day I went to the chiropractor again. He popped it. And then I went to the chiropractor again. I went three days in a row. He popped it again. And it started to feel better. And I continued to work out every one of those days. Um that week and I took my 13-year-old to his basketball training. And they do like these stairs where you got to go up these stairs. It's 200 steps. And I did it three times. And afterwards, I was like, man, it's really sore. And then the next day, um, 24-hour fitness opened finally in California. Because gyms have been shut down here. Okay. I've been working out in my garage. And I was just so pumped and amped. And uh, showed up at 5 a.m. And I went in there with my kid. My 13-year-old is a monster. He goes to the gym with me in the morning. So super impressive. Even when I was going in four in the morning he would go sometimes so well it's awesome have props to my son i love him <clears throat> but anyway which was one of the main reasons why i started this journey in the first place uh, but he uh me and him went and i did lats because i don't really have anything at home besides lap pulls that i can do for that so and plus there's just a bunch of loose skin back here and i want to like tighten it and so that was my focus <clears throat> and we did that which is my back obviously but my lower back is what was jacked and I did that and I was like, okay, I feel good. It's sore, but I feel good. So I'm doing good. And then the next day I went to Planet Fitness and signed up there because 24 hour fitness was an hour restriction. And mm -hmm. um, at nighttime, they were allowing up to 150 people at a time. And I'm like, this is weird. Um, so I went to Planet Fitness, I signed up and I went in there and the first thing I was doing was curls. And when I went to put the bar down, something happened. I was like, oh man, that hurts really bad. So I started stretching it and then I started doing back extensions to stretch it more. And then I went and did the curl machine where you sit on the thing and then I stretched it some more. And then I went and did uh, push down, this like push down bar for my triceps, which because Planet Fitness has nothing but machines. <laughs> and I went to go do that and uh, I could feel it. And I was like, oh man, I got to stop. And so I walked out to the car and I sat down in the car and just, it was wild, like, dude, it hurt so bad. I just flattened out in the car and I immediately just started bawling my eyes out. It hurt so, so bad. It was one of the worst feelings I've ever felt. And I didn't think that I could drive home. Um, somehow I found a position after like 15 minutes that I could sit in to get home. And I got home and I literally could not walk. I had to get crutches from inside. And uh, even with crutches, I couldn't walk. And I thought I was going to have to pee the bed or go in an ambulance. It was the worst feeling of my entire life. <clears throat> and the next day, I was on Gormy's podcast. And it was like going out that day. And I just talked about my streak and how I love it and how it meant everything to me. And there I was just ending right in front of my face the day the podcast launched. And it was just a, um, just terrible, dude. One of the worst feelings of my life. And I almost try to work out because I'm just stupid. So how so long was, just, was the streak? I, I didn't go back and count the exact days, but I try to do it in my head because I'm bad with my memory. 
Um, I could actually go listen to Gormy's podcast and then put two and two together, but I'm pretty sure it's 439 straight days. That's so, awesome. But the number, I mean, that's... But by the time I hit 400, I didn't care anymore. So the number was just like, whatever. Yeah. So whenever you did miss that workout, I'm sure it was a terrible feeling for you, but how have you bounced back since? Well, that was the thing is I was, I believe exactly 190 um, when that went down. And so I was 10 pounds away from 200 and I was like, just super bummed because I have never lost weight in my life by eating correctly. Mm-hmm. I've always lost weight working out and eating correctly. And so I didn't necessarily know how quick it could happen or how long it would take. Um, but it's crazy. The word discipline is like Im- embedded in my head. So I didn't get upset and think I need to go to get pizza. I didn't get upset and think I need to go, you know, get sugar donuts or anything. The first thing I thought about was, okay, how do I lose 10 more pounds? How do I get to this 200 number so I can just say I've lost 200 and then just keep pushing towards 250, um, not 250 pounds lost, but scale of 250 and then, uh, and then push to 240 and then think about skin removal surgery. Like, how do I do that? in this situation um and i was like well the only thing i can do is stay on my the way i eat eat really good um which is i didn't even know what it was called actually but it's actually carb cycling i think i was listening to a alg podcast i don't know if you listen to that podcast but it's fantastic um and i was listening to d-rock's episode which is number two and just the other day. And he started talking about carb cycling. I never even heard of it. And I'm like, that's what I do. I literally, that's what I do. I carb cycle. So, and I started that probably around the scale weight of 330 or so. Um, And basically what it is, is I just eat super low carb for um, like three or four days, like super low carb, carb, a standard 25. It's almost like a keto diet. Yeah. And then for the next three or four days, I'll eat um, carbs in the morning and carbs in the afternoon, like before 1230. Like, I don't even count. I don't count anything. So I don't even count what it is because I've never had a problem with eating way too much. I've always just had a problem with what I ate. Yeah. So eating calorie dense food. So I'm not counting. Like, it, to me, it was no big deal as long as I just eat something that's going to fill me up or in my mind, fill me up or whatever. Um, I'll be fine. So low carb for four or five days, typically three or four. And then, uh, so any carbs, rice, bread, whatever the morning up to 1230. And then after 1230, no matter what, no, no carbs, unless if it's like, um, a piece, like a sausage hot link, then it would be, you know, two carbs in that, which I don't really count. And then yeah. cheese has like a carb or whatever. So I don't really count that. Um, so I'd have that or a steak. The majority of the time it's steak, um, like a New York or a ribeye that you can get on sale at Stater Brothers or Vaughn's for five ninety nine a pound. Yeah. <clears throat> Been doing that since the start, um, the steak part. And I haven't, and everybody had me all worried about my blood work. I went and got my blood work done recently. It's hundred percent perfect. So, so I want to um, go back just for one second. So whenever your streak ended, you're yeah. super upset. And then so 
I'm going to make sure I understood correctly. So did you, so whenever you had that injury, so did you lose like the last 10 pounds, like just strictly on diet? 100%. That's awesome, man. Like for you to be able to like reflect on your journey and just be like, you know, like I know my personality now I've, I've learned myself and what I need to do to be successful and to be able to step away from that and, and understand like what you need to do and stay disciplined um you know i mean that's amazing man like so that's a huge definitely has to be like major growth um in your life and uh that's awesome and so yeah i think you know what jocko would say about that situation can't work out good find another way to get it done right exactly what he would say yeah exactly i felt terrible i felt horrible i was really bummed that it was over um you know but i knew that, well, I didn't know. I felt that if I would just stay disciplined, which I did, and actually it was it was a more keto version of it for a longer time. I went longer than three or four days with no carbs. I went like a week and a half, which was crazy. My whole body was like <laughs> feeling weird and, and different, the keto flu or whatever you want to call it. And yeah. I was talking to Gormy about it, and he's like, you're just doing it wrong. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I am because I'm not <laughs> – not counting my macros i'm not doing any yeah. of that you're just out here winging it making it happen yeah and um it was just crazy to watch the scale actually fall and you know it, it did get a little hard because the first like six seven days it fell off real fast i lost like six pounds real quick mm-hmm. or maybe more maybe i think it might have been seven and then the last three or four pounds took forever it took almost two weeks and doubt starts creeping in your head but i don't know man the word discipline like means so much more to me now than um i actually understand discipline what the, yeah. like, people hear the word discipline they get scared they feel like they're being disciplined for something um or something like that but i truly believe that it equals freedom i mean that's why i rock this shirt like it's by staying disciplined by doing that journal by working out daily by correcting my food it's complete like i have goosebumps you like it just completely completely changed my life like i'm alive i can live for my kids i can live for my wife like i'm not gonna die i was worried i was gonna die every day like dude i'm free when jocko says discipline equals freedom this is it like i'm free dude like i'm just so happy so happy so this discipline that you found or this mindset that you found do you think that that is what's made you successful in your journey 100 percent. and so I don't think that we've covered this yet, but like, so how did, how did this whole discipline thing start? Well, I would say, um, day 22, day 22 or day 23. I have to go back and oh, when you were supposed to take the day off and you, and that's when you found Jocko and that's like, yeah. So that's when there was like a light switch moment for you there. 100%. I mean, I'd already like started the journey and I was like, I'm going to get to where I'm going to get to. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there. Like I'm going to use this book or whatever, but, um, listening to that Jocko. So every day, every single day, starting in that journey became part of my morning routine. There was a six minute David Goggins video. Do you know who David Goggins is? Yeah. He can't hurt me. <laughs> dude, that guy is, he's my hero, dude. Yeah, anyway, he's, oh, he's one of them. I have multiple heroes now. Um, but anyway, he has like a, a, it's not even his video. Some dude put it together. It's like a six minute video. I'll send it to you after this. And uh, I watch it every single day. 
and he talks about the mind and controlling your mind. And if you can control your mind, you can do anything. And that your mind knows your insecurities and it shelters you from them. And that if you don't control that, like the mind is a governor, like a car has a governor. A car can go 130, but the governor is set to 91. Yeah, car wants yeah. to go 130, but the factory is saying no, right? So that's your mind. Your body can get to 40%. But that's where the governor kicks in and it's like, whoa, it's starting to hurt. You need a break. You need yeah. to relax. You need to take a day off. Your back hurts. Your knee hurts. Your leg hurts. Whatever. Um, take a day off. Like that's your mind. It wants to take what you're scared of, your insecurities, and shelter you from them. And so when I learned to control the mind by listening to this video that says pretty much everything I just said right now um, every single day brainwashing myself with it. And then I found Jocko and I started brainwashing myself with Jocko. Um, he has a, a book called Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. And if you have Spotify or iTunes, you can get it on there. Um, Spotify, it's free. Uh, I don't know about iTunes, but it's free on there. <clears throat> and I would listen to it every day. And it's just basically like two minute clips on different types of things that you can do in your life to be disciplined. Um, and you know, the fact that this guy's shredded, ripped to, to the core, and he's up at 4.30 every single day, proof that anybody can do it. Even the people that are just like, the reason why he's a Shredicon, I like to call ripped out dudes Shredicons. The reason why he's a Shredicon is because he's got discipline. And so I just, I just, I'm like, like I told you, I have an addictive personality. So to me, if it's like, control your mind and do something every single day. That's my, like, it, it's in my blood. So I would say like day 22, day 23 is when it finally clicked that I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be completely disciplined. But really I would almost challenge you to say that it started before that thinking about your story while you're sitting here talking, like, because if you think about it, you made it those 22 days. You sat down with those book and you did and you were disciplined for those 22 days. It might not have been perfect or whatever, you know, I don't know, but you know, so day one, when that started, when you took that book, you know, yeah. and started writing in it, like that's when your discipline started. So, you know, maybe that's when I recognized it. Was. Yeah. I mean, you have to give yourself credit for like, you know, you might not be the same person now as you were, but that person was the one that picked up that book started writing and it was disciplined enough to just start getting after it and you know that's evolved along the way but definitely got to give yourself some credit you know like it wasn't Jocko or it wasn't Dave Goggins like it was you that made that decision to get after it in the first place yeah I appreciate that man yeah for sure it's hard, to, it's hard to I don't know it's hard to look back and give myself credit like it I don't know I guess I'm just that type of person that um I don't know. I just want the people that, that had that effect on my mind to know that without them, I, I might just be the same 458 pound guy that was close to dying, you know, like, yeah, I get it. I, I, I made the moves and I, and I, and yeah, I obviously, a lot of it is on me for doing it. Um, yeah. but you know, at any point in time, I could have easily fell off if, if, if John Lee Dumas, which I've actually, He's actually responding. He talks to me, which is awesome. He's such a great guy. Um, if he didn't write this book, where would I be? 
Like I could be dead right now, literally dead right now. My brother and his wife didn't give me a journal at Christmas, or if my kid didn't ask me for like the sixth time, when am I going to take him on a jet ski or a sea do? Um, I could be dead right now. So it's like there's those types of things. And just so you know, <clears throat> I've got to touch on that. Um, for years, he asked if we could ride on a jet ski, and I was like, I got to lose 100 pounds first because I'm terrified of not being able to get on the back of a jet ski in front of my kid, what a letdown that would be. Um, and he asked me for like the sixth time and I had to say it again. And it was very, very tough on me. That was in like February of last year. And um, so I lost hundred pounds and he's been bugging me ever since. When are we going, when are we going? And I'm like, oh, we gotta find a place. And Well, now you there. lost 200 pounds, man. Now you so, definitely uh, gotta do it. Now I'm there and next week, Next week, we're going to Lake Tahoe as a family. Heck yeah, good for you, um, man. But I threw my back out. So uh, I've, I've been, that's why I'm standing so much right now. I, I've been to acupuncture every day for three weeks, and I still haven't been able to work out. Last night, I got on the elliptical and just did two steps, and I was like, oh, my God. So hopefully, by next week, I'll be good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just eat healthy. Weight falls off um, if you want to accelerate it. I'm working out and so yeah so um you know the mindset is it's awesome man um and you know like that's one thing i i'm very similar to you in the fact like i listen to jocko all the time i listen to uh the audio from the good speech you know like probably two or three times a week and but I also like have to remind myself, like, I, I think I talked about this before on a previous episode of the podcast, but I made an Instagram post yesterday, basically saying like, it was a before and after picture. And it's like the guy that was before, you know, he was lazy in some ways and lacked self-discipline in some ways and all this kind of stuff when I was 300 plus pounds. Right. But that guy made the decision to like take back and fight for his life. And I had like a lot of and talking about myself still in the third person, but I had a lot of tools, right? I had this stuff from Jocko and I had all the stuff on the internet and, you know, like you're saying, someone gave you a book, like we have all those things and those are all tools that we have, but like we are the ones that put in the work and you have to give yourself credit for that in the long run. Um, because you have to be proud of what you've done and turn that like kind of negative mindset towards yourself into something super positive. And I've only recently been able to do this through this five-year journey. And like now I'm kind of coming to the point where I'm like my own biggest fan. I'm like cheerleading myself through a workout, you know, like I'm super proud of myself after I'm done, but it's because the more I give myself that encouragement, the more I'm dedicated to this process and the more the process becomes a lifestyle. Uh, Cause my first guess, she said like, you know, obesity is basically a chronic disease that, that you're never going to get rid of. And so you have to be able to fight this forever. And by changing that mindset to being positive to yourself and like really empowering yourself, you know, it's going to do wonders for you in the long run. And you have to know at the end of the day, like you're the one that did it. You're the one that kicks ass, man. Like you're the one lost 200 pounds. These other people are tools and it's awesome to celebrate them. And I do too. I think Jocko's a badass. But at the end of the day, you did it, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, that's what Poro would say to me. Yeah. Well, it's good. Me. It's good advice, man. And to be successful in the long run, like you have to think about it like that. 
Yeah, I agree. I for sure need to give myself credit, which I do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm proud of myself, man. Like it's a, it's a big step, but I'm also just, I, every time I see that question, like um, Jarb Press put one last night, he's like, what would you tell your 17 year old self? And I'm like, uh, discipline equals freedom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why did I take so long? Why did I take so long? And it's funny because I did it twice already. Like I'd already done it twice before, but I just didn't really understand it. Like I just didn't grasp what I was doing. And, and I don't know, this time I feel like this is like, I don't know, this is what life is supposed to feel like. That's right. Yeah. I'm so you just kind of touch. that's right. You are supposed to be happy, but I think you just kind of touched on, you know, one of my next questions was that you've done it twice before, you know, like over, um, if you're anything like me over your life, I've probably lost 500 pounds. Uh, but <laughs> the, so the thing is like, for me, it was this time it stuck. Right. And my motivation was like, I was told by a doctor that I was like, my health was declining. Right. And that, you know, if I wanted to live a healthy life, long life, I needed to make a change. Right. And that was my, that was my why that's what made it made me go. So was your difference this time? Was it the why, or was it just finding that self-discipline or like, what was it? Cause you've proven multiple times that you can lose the weight. You can be disciplined enough to lose a hundred pounds multiple times. What was the difference in this one? Uh, well, I mean, no offense to girls out there, but like if you're wise to hook up with a chick, like once you hook up with a chick, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you don't really have a why anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't know, man, uh, this one was really different. Um, for me, like, I mean, obviously my why is my wife and, and my three kids. I have a 13-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a five-year-old. I mean, they're clearly my why. They're the real reason why I want to be here on earth. Um, I want to live. And, you know, I hear this a lot, too, from a lot of people. And, you know, every, I think everybody's got their own thoughts and everybody's got their own um, thing that works for them. And, you know, I hear from a lot of people that you need to be selfish and it needs to be about you. Um, and once you find that, then you can be successful. Um, and that's okay. I, I think, honestly, I feel like that's how it should be. Um, we should be about ourselves. We should, we should want ourselves the best for ourselves. Um, we all deserve that. So I don't have a problem with that. It's just for me that it wasn't necessarily about me. Um, when I started, it was more, what happens if I die? <laughs> like, if I die tomorrow, it's not me worrying about my life, like being alive on earth. I mean, I'm going to die eventually. Everybody dies. So I'm going to die eventually. But if I die tomorrow, um, which could happen, I could die tonight, driving home, knock on wood. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it could happen at any time. But if I die, um, how does my wife survive in Orange County with three kids? Um, now, she would be like, uh, idiot, I make it happen. Because that's what she does. She makes anything happen. If she wants something, it gets done. Um, that's what's amazing about her. <clears throat> so all the respect to her. But for me, it's like, okay, if I die tomorrow because of the fact that I can't stop eating donuts and a rock star, or if I die tomorrow because I can't stop eating fast food, um, if I die tomorrow because I can't force myself to wake up at four in the morning or five in the morning, whatever it may be to work out. Um, how can I live with myself in the afterlife? 
knowing that I put that on my kids. Like, what if my kids, what if my, like I get my 13 year old, he's a big boy, he, he's, a, he's smart. Um, and I know I didn't make him in the, in, the, in the middle child, but I damn sure raised them. Dad's on the picture and, and, uh, and they've been mine since he was four and the other one was seven months old. So to me, they're blood. <clears throat> and if I was to die tomorrow, like he'd be, he'd be money. You know, I mean, obviously he'd be emotional, but he's a smart, intelligent, like really strong kid. But man, my nine-year-old and my five-year-old, like I couldn't even imagine my wife having to tell them that they're never going to see me again. <laughs> so it's like, that's the why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so, a really emotional thing to think about, but that's also a super motivating factor, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't even have kids and that's my why. Just the thought of like, I know that I want to, and I know that I want to be a good father and I want to do all these things, you know, and that's motivated me. And so, I mean, I can see why that, you know, that thought process like really has changed your life, man. And I think that's yeah, for sure. And then there's other things, you know, it's the, uh, hold on. it's the, um, <sighs> the jet ski question, you know? Yeah. It's the, um, it's the wife having to tell her mother uh, Christmas that um, that I'm a six XL shirt. You know, like, could you imagine? Like, how embarrassing that must be. Yeah. Mom asked asked her daughter, "Hey, what size shirt should I get your husband?" Oh, well, he normally wears a five X, but now it looks like he might need a six X. Like, that's no offense to anybody out there that's wearing a six XL shirt. I'm not I'm not throwing shade on anybody, but for me, it's just like, God, like. How do I let this happen? Like I was there. I was at 3XL. Like how am I now at a 6XL? So there's that. And then um, you know, my wife, um, my my brother's wife, <clears throat> my sister-in-law, she had uh she flew to Spain <clears throat> and she did that trail. Can't remember the name of it, the suck mm -hmm. memory stuff. Um, and she walked all of Spain. It's like some trail where you literally walk from one side of Spain to the other. <clears throat> and our company is super killer culture. My brother owns the company. I help him run it. And um, everybody here at the company was like, oh, we're going to all walk 10,000 steps a day and support Michelle. She walks Spain. And uh, I remember I didn't want to participate because my phone doesn't track all my steps and I don't have an Apple Watch. So that's not right. So I didn't want to participate. And then about like two weeks into it or a week into it or however many, however many days into it, I was like, well, this is not cool. Everybody's doing it except for me. No one's supporting her uh, or everybody's supporting her except for me. And I love her to death. So I'm like, I've got to start doing this. So I started doing it. Um, and that was a huge motivating factor for me. Like my brother came in and he showed me a picture and she had lost all this weight just from walking. And I was just like, man, so there's that. I don't know. I mean, there's just so many things that happened at once within a two to three month span. But I mean, the main thing was the son asking me for a jet ski ride and then me realizing that I was at this point where I could die any day. Um, doctor didn't tell me that. As a matter of fact, I went and saw the doctor and I was 458 pounds and did blood work and everything was fine. <laughs> like, like I was, which is crazy to me that I was that big and, and everything was fine. I didn't have pre-diabetic, I'm nothing. 
Yeah. Um, and but just the fact that I knew that I could have a heart attack at any moment, um, not for my life, but for them, it's just terrifying. So I would say that 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 why right there is just so much stronger than the why I was in high school, which was getting chicks. Yeah. And that and so that's happen. what made the difference. Yeah, and then the same thing with the second one was, you know, first it was for my brother because yeah. he was pushing me to do it, and then it, and poker, and then it became about girls. And, and now it's yeah. for you and your family. So it's just a much much deeper why. And there's this guy named Simon something I can't remember his last name. But he talks about the why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super powerful. It's on TED Talk. I don't know if you've seen that video. I'm sure you have. Um, but yeah. So my next question is, we, you've kind of talked a lot about your kids here. And so, you know, a very common thing for people to say is like, well, my kid's got a ton of sports. My kid's got this, my kid's got that. And, you know, I can't relate to that as not being a parent, but like, how do you manage being a parent with your own uh, physical fitness and, you know, really taking care of yourself? Um, well, I mean, that I think, I don't know if I actually talked to you about that. Maybe I was just talking to somebody else about that, but um, that everybody's looking for an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know? And to me, that's just an excuse. So now, um, before I did it, it was like, there's no way. I mean, a, a typical day in my life, <clears throat> um, which is normal for anybody that has kids in travel basketball or anybody that has kids in, in popcorn football, or any kind of travel sports, this is what a typical day is like. And so I'm just going to give you my old typical day. Wake up at 6.15, 6.30, take a shower, um, get dressed, leave. Now, I don't have to be at work till 8.30, but in my family, we're addicted to whatever we do. So I'm addicted to my work. So I leave by 7 at the latest. I'm at work. <clears throat> I get here by 7.30 at the latest, um, 7, 7.30 at the latest work all day and at 4 30 because after 4 30 i've got to focus on my family i'm out so head straight home or straight to the football field if it's football it's straight to the football field because they start early and that's monday through friday football practices are like three hours long so but it's not straight to the football field back then it was straight to taco bell or straight to seven <laughs> or straight to a gas station and get a corn dog and a monster taquita and a, and a soda right yeah. um and then to the kids practice for three hours and then home or another place to eat a restaurant or whatever and then or go home and make food um at like eight o'clock at night nine o'clock at night and then go to bed love you talk to josh well, i'm recording i'll talk to you a little bit <laughs> um that's my, my uh second oldest brother so anyway um so, you know, eat dinner, leave the house, or I'm sorry, uh, put the kids to bed and then, um, you know, spend an hour or so with my wife and then go to bed and repeat. So when I give that scenario, yeah, anybody that's not doing what I'm doing right now, currently, um, they're like, yeah, there's no time for working out. Yeah. Like, Where do you work out? Mm-hmm. The way you can fix this is to eat healthy. Well, I'm a creature of habit this is my life this is what i do um and then if it's basketball it's like four days a week so and then i have three kids and sometimes all three are in sports even my five-year-old um at the time he's four 
So the days off that I get for one kid, it's another kid. So, I mean, and then the weekends, it's sports all weekend. And especially in travel, they play like basketball. If they play basketball, they play some two to four games on a Saturday and then sometimes two to four games on a Sunday. So, and that's almost every weekend. And it's year round, it doesn't stop. So it's really easy to find yourself an excuse. And that's what, that's where discipline really just kicks in. Like, and once you realize there's nothing, like there's, no matter what, you gotta do something. Like the why was I gotta do something. So it was, okay, well, if that's the case, if I can't work out after work, then what do I gotta do? Well, yeah. I don't get up at six now. I need to get up at five. Well, that's not necessarily possible in my mind. It's God that's early. Could you imagine you're <laughs> at five in the morning and working out? Like you're insane. That you're never going to be able to do that consistently. Um, you know, that's what your mind tries to tell you right away. The insecurity kicks in and it tells you, no, you can't do that. And so you go on for four or five years, six years, seven years. That's what I did. Like, oh, it'll be okay. One day I'll address this. Yeah. Bigger, bigger, bigger. And then once you know, I realized, oh, okay, I can get up at five and do this. Or For a lot time. of people, that one day never comes. No. And that's sad. That's so sad, man. There's so many people out there that just think it's impossible. Yeah. I thought it was impossible. Like, they all have days like me, where some might not have kids, or some might have kids that aren't in sports, and they go home. And But, I mean, I can give you 40 things I can do at home reasons why I can't work out. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's important to do shows like this and to share your journey. I mean, that's my goal with this show is like to let people know it's possible to show stories like yours that, you know, it's like every time that I, that someone like realizes how much weight I lost or something, it's always like, man, what'd you do? How'd you do that? You got to be so dedicated. You got to be this, that. And it's like doing stuff like this and putting your journey out there is a way to show those people like this is how you be successful and success is contagious. And that's why the show is called hungry for success. Cause I mean, success is contagious and it just builds upon itself. So if you're hungry for it and you just keep going and going and going, like you, it's going to take you a long way, you know, and that feeds into the discipline thing as well. For sure. I love this. I love, I love platforms like this. Um, God, I wish there was more. And I wish it was like, I wish the whole world could hear this. Not because, I don't, I don't want to be famous or anything like that. God, that's the last thing I want. But what I want is people to know it's possible and, can, and they can change their lives. Like just anybody, dude. Like, and it doesn't have to be weight loss. It can be anything in life. Yeah. If you want it, it's, the mind is so powerful. Like, Conor, do you watch UFC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Conor McGregor, like he's just the perfect example. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge Conor McGregor fan. Um, I don't yeah, like he's been a shithead lately, but. Yeah, and I don't like a lot of people that talk trash. That's like not my jam. Um, but I do listen to what he does. And I, unless they're Nate, Nate or Nick Diaz, I'm, I'm down for that. But uh, he, uh, you know, he just, he puts it in existence. He speaks it into existence and he truly believes that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Yeah. And when he beat Jose Aldo, who I love, by the way, I love Jose Aldo. When he beat him in like seven seconds or whatever, he talked about doing that exact thing and visualizing it and there's a difference between i was just talking to somebody about this yesterday there's a difference between visualizing something but believing and visualizing at the same time like 
you can visualize this podcast or you can visualize working out or you can visualize losing 200 pounds and you can speak it into existence all you want but when you believe and just truly believe you can do something it happens yeah you know and that's what i mean by like this show right here like i believe that doing this right now could save someone's life and it can change someone's life and for me that's like i don't know for the longest time through this journey that's what i write down a lot is that i just i want to change people's lives um you know there's these guys uh i don't know i i know i mentioned multiple people but do you follow uh jarp's journey yep and fit d-rock mm-hmm. i've crew, their yep. little crew yep. so they have yeah we talked about that you listen to the podcast um they have a uh they have a, a community they just made on Discord that is basically the Instagram for us, you know, you, people like okay. you, um, people that need to lose weight or have lost weight, um, vegans, uh, ketos, carb, carb cyclers, everything. They're all in here and they're all there for each other and no one's in there talking down on each other super cool community but like we had a little call like this uh last on wednesday and they were like what do you guys want out of this group you know and i'm like man i just want to change lives i want to make the whole world see that you can you can do anything you put your mind to you just got to believe it and stay disciplined and the results will just be amazing anyway you got me rambling i'm sorry no you're good man that's the stuff that we that we want to hear um so you know i i do have a couple more questions before we get off here and one of those being we talked about what made your journey so successful and that being the discipline that you're able to show now what's been the um biggest struggle so far in your journey I don't, I mean, well, okay. So the back injury was a huge struggle. Yeah. That that was big, but I guess, um, that question's, I guess, better suited off for like earlier in the, in the, in the journey. Um, there wasn't really a struggle. (laughs) No. Like, I mean, that's the truth. Like, I mean, there's been, there's been a knee injury. Um, there's been a, a toe surgery. Um, you know, I guess one of the struggles is, um, you know, just life at home is just, you know, completely different than it used to be. But so I, I got another question, man. So your Instagram name, the goal crusher. All right. So what kind of, uh, what goals do you have now that you've hit your 200 pound mark? And do you have like an, a long-term goal, short-term goal? What's up? Um, so I got a lot of goals. Okay. Uh, wall you can't see right here with belts um i hung every single one of my belts that i've uh retired is what i call them i'm on my fifth belt right now so that's um, awesome on the wall so the next goal is i hang a sixth belt so that'll be exciting um goals to take my kid jet skiing that's been one of my goals for a long time so that looks like that's coming to fruition hopefully next week um the weight loss goal was originally 225 when I first did this. Um, but setting that goal, I also knew I had no idea what 225 looks like on a six foot Caleb Blake. 
strength, my body type, the width, um, the amount of muscle that I already have on me. Um, the, the, the good thing is I've lifted weights for a long time. So um, even at 458, I didn't necessarily look 458. Now you could look at a picture and be like, okay, that's 458. But if you saw me in person, you saw the way I moved, you'd be like, oh, he's more like 380, you know? So <clears throat> very broad, um, carried my weight well, and had a lot of muscles. So um, I don't know what 220 looks like. I don't know what 225 looks like um, for me even looking at other people's pictures. Like I really have no clue what that would look like for me, especially when I was 400 pounds or 420. Um, so like, to me, I just wrote 225 because it sounded nice. Yeah. If I could tell somebody that I was 400 or 225 pounds would be really cool. So that was always the weight loss goal. Now, um, I would say about a hundred pounds ago or so, I realized that I have no idea what I'm going to be when I get, down to where I am right now. Once I get to like 250, I'll, I'll have you know a much better idea of what my body is um, and how much loose skin I actually truly have. Um, so then the goal became 250, but it was 100, then it was 150, then it was 200 as far as pounds lost, mm -hmm. and then there was the 208 pound loss. Which at 208 pound loss, I'd weigh 250 pounds. And then at 50 pounds, I can maybe go get a consultation on my loose skin and maybe get an idea of how much weight is actually in my loose skin um, and then know how much I need to lose, you know. So if I want to be 220, um, you know, what, how much loose skin do I have? 15 pounds? Do I have 20 pounds? Yeah. Uh, how much do I have? Now, the clothes, I mean, clothes are always a great goal. Um, currently, I'm in a 2X shirt. And I went to Target last night and you can't try on clothes, but I bought a two XL shirt there. I bought two different ones. And the one I got home to try it on and it was massive. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get an XL in this, in this brand. And then the other one fit pretty good. Like this one fits pretty good. It's a two X shirt. Yeah. So it'd be nice to get to an XL, but to say I'm two two fifty eight and I'm in a two XL. If when I was like 320 pounds, and you said, hey, when you're at 258, what did you wear? I would have probably been like, I'll probably be in a 3X. Um, but I didn't know. So I just don't know like what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to feel like. So um, 250 for me is the next weight goal. Um, I also have a goal of doing a podcast um, with a coworker of mine uh, by the name of Jimmy. And I want to do a, uh, a podcast with my dad. My dad's a, a Vietnam vet. He was a Green Beret, Special Forces. And, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age and I really want him to be able to tell his story and I want to do like a 10 part thing <clears throat> where, or eight part or six part, whatever it really would turn out to be, um, of him telling what it was like before the war, right before he went into the war and what it was like going into training, going through training in special forces and then what it was like in Vietnam, some of the stories he's told. Um, me about like some crazy stuff and, and um, have him tell those and then you know what it was like to come home and what it's like now you know I just feel like that would be a killer like eight part series yeah and that's amazing dude I'd, I'd definitely listen to that it is my dad's great he's a great guy amazing amazing human being um, I can't tell you one bad thing about him he's the greatest thing on this planet so that's yeah, awesome he never really talked about it 
he never talked about the war. Um, and now he's at this peaceful point in his life where he just feels like he needs to share it. And he's wrote kind of like a book on it. So that's a goal. Um, I just need to get it done. And then I want to be able to play basketball, a full game with my kid. That'd be great. I mean, we could, we could play one-on-one. I mean, I did beat him uh, you know, 11, 11 to nine. Um, and that was, that was awesome. I big bodied him the whole time. Uh, I'm happy when he hears that. Uh, and, but I want to be able to do it without feeling like I'm dying. I feel like I was so old and dying. So that's another goal. Um, I don't know. I have a lot, but I chose the words, um, goal crusher cause I needed to come up with uh, a name instead yeah. of just I have two separate accounts and, I'm, I'm trying to keep the personal side of my life and the workout side of my life. I made a second account to do what I told you earlier, which is inspire people and change lives. So I made a workout account and everybody had to have a, a workout name. Um, and at the time, it, the book, the Freedom Journal, was all about setting your number one goal and breaking it yeah. and, and completing it. And then, you know, there's 10, you got to set 10 goals to get to that one goal. So I was like, man, my whole thing is based on goals and I'm crushing it right now. So, and I had to think of something that no one else had. So the K is, I use the K cause no one else has that. Plus, even though my name starts with the C, like my sister-in-law calls me KK and a bunch of people call me, not now, but there's a handful of people that call me K. So I was like, Oh yeah, it kind of plays into each other. So yeah, awesome. that's why I chose it. That's why I'm that. Awesome, man. So wrapping up here, I got one last question for you. It's a question I ask everybody. So for the people listening to this episode, if you could give them one simple tip that they could implement to uh, help them along their journey, what would that be? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of tools. I mean, we've talked about them. There's the Freedom Journal and there's all the videos. Uh, the most powerful one is discipline equals freedom it's it's the um it's the it's a discipline discipline equals freedom uh handbook from jocko on spotify or itunes uh some people are like oh i don't like his voice or i don't like the way he talks um you gotta get over it stop yeah. thinking about, i stop mean jocko is the greatest dude yeah stop thinking about the sound of his voice think about the words that he's saying and think about how true they are Every, everything he touches, everything he speaks on um, is fact. I mean, it's fact. It's the, what you can do with your mind is incredible. And one of, the, one of the tracks on it will be called Mind Control and How to Control Your Mind. And there'll be one called Sugar-Coated Lies. And it just talks, and there'll be one called Good, where he talks about how everything happens to you, good. Um, every, even if it's bad, good, find a way to find a way to make it right. Back injury happened and you need 10 pounds to get to 200, good. Diet, you know, do what you can. Um, so there's that, I mean, dude. Anybody that hits me up on the gram, some 16 year old football kid hit me up on the gram just the other day and he's like, yo, I'm gonna diet and I wanna do this and that. And how, you know, what did you do? Can you help me? And I'm like, well, dude, I don't know what to tell you to do diet wise. Like, I don't know what a 16 year old should do to lose weight. like weight wise but i can tell you one thing you can do you can work on self-discipline I and mean, you can listen yeah. to this 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 track right here it'll, this this album if you listen to it daily for two three weeks 
you will think completely differently. Whether you like his voice, whether you like the person, whatever. Don't even think about that. If you just listen to the words and you let it, it sounds bad, but you let it brainwash you, like, <laughs> you will literally think a completely different way for a very long time. Now, obviously, um, you, you'll start having your own thoughts and you'll creep in your head and you'll start doing things a little differently. You might have a piece of pizza here, a piece of pizza there, which he actually talks about. You're going to have days where you fall off. Yeah. Um, but if you go back and listen to it, it's like immediately just your brain's right back into it. Like, oh, but okay, he, would, yeah. he would also say, oh, you fell off. Good. It gives you time to get back after it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm definitely brainwashed by Jocko. I'm drinking the Jocko tea. I'm actually currently reading his book, uh, Leadership Strategy and Tactics. Um, I, I'm like 100 pages into that right now. I went on vacation last week and uh, was reading it on the beach. Yeah, that's a great book. There's one called Extreme Ownership. Yep, I've read that one as well. Uh, so this one that you're talking about, I believe, is the one that follows up on it. Yeah, it is. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't gone into that one. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, dude, everything he t- talks about is cool. <laughs> and everybody's always like, God, you, you love Jocko. I'm like, well, yeah, dude, how could you not? It's true, but it's almost bigger than Jocko, right? It's a mindset, and it's the mindset that you can literally do anything, and no matter your situation, you find a way around it. And, like, you know, as – don't want to go too off into, like, philosophy here, but, like, as humans, we're all going to face some crazy shit. And if you are not prepared to go around it or to go through it or however to – if you're not prepared to maneuver that, then – you're going to be the victim and a lot of people are victims to wait right and you and i have found a way around it and we've went through it through that struggle but if you don't stay disciplined and you don't keep fighting that fight then you're right back to it right it's so easy to fall back into those ways and so you know those things that he's saying he's just like sharing that message but it's an idea that we all have to have yeah 100 and if you don't have it i mean look at gourmet that guy that guy um you know i was listening to i listen to him all the time but i was listening to one that he did on alg today and he talks about how four months he put all that weight back on and uh like a drastic increase it was like over 200 pounds in four months um I have a bad memory, so I can't tell you the exact amount of weight or amount of weight, but he put, it was drastic. Like he, people don't even believe him when he says it. He's got proof. He's got pictures that are timestamped that show it. Um, And that's how quick, like this could happen if you lose your discipline. Now, here he is down in the 200s, low 200s, and he's like super disciplined. He doesn't really ever talk about discipline actually, which is funny. At least I never really see him talk about discipline. He more talks about like the emotional side of things and, and emotional connection to food and things like that. But he's like super, super, uber disciplined with like what he's eating, what he's counting. He still counts all of his stuff. Like for me, when he talks about counting, I'm like, why does this dude count? I'm like, I don't count. Why does he count? He's already where he needs to be. Why does he even count? But he yeah. counts because that's his discipline. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, that actually didn't even really tie two and two with me together until today 
on the way into work. And I was like, oh, he's really disciplined on that. And then talking about it with you, like really brings it to light. It's like, it's like Poro. And if you follow his story, it's literally the same song every morning. If you watch his stories, it's the same song every morning, CrossFit every morning. And then, you know, 20 videos of him talking about consistency and staying hungry. Like it's consistent. He eats the same thing. Yeah, now he has his calzones here and there. Um, he, he enjoys food when he wants to, but he's consistent the whole week and in all the other ways. And and food too. Like he'll be consistent for five straight days. And it's like, look at him. He's got everything that he could possibly want. Like he's in perfect shape. Um, but he needs to do what me and you are doing. He needs to be disciplined because if he doesn't stay disciplined, if he doesn't wake up to do CrossFit or he doesn't wake up to work out because he's a natural, um, then, you know, what does he have? You know, he yeah, you can lose it all. Back up, you know? yep. That's crazy. That, that for all the big people, all the obese people, you know, no matter how skinny you get, you are, you're always going to be fat inside so so once you give that discipline away like it comes right back yeah i don't know that's harsh to say but it's real that's real it's happened twice to me yeah never happened again never it's very true man it is very true but hey man i think that is a good point to end on before we get off here let everybody know where they can find you on uh, your social medias yeah so it's cold crusher so g-o-a-l K-R-U-S-H-E-R is on Instagram. Um, the Accountability Life Group, that group I was talking about on Discord. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to be a part of that, just DM me on Instagram. I'll send you the link and you can join. It doesn't cost anything. Everybody in there is cool, cool, cool. And on Wednesdays, they do like a little call kind of like this, but with everybody. Yeah. And everybody just chats and talks about you know, what they're doing that week or how things are going or challenges or anything like that. And the guys that are running that um, that group of discord are just incredible people so yeah send that to me man i'll check it out yeah you'll love it dude it's really 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 cool um and then you know shout out to the brotherhood of the bouncing bellies those are all my my buddies that i was talking about earlier that i don't even know in person i love you guys thank you for everything and that's where you'll find me instagram in there and hit me up i don't care i ain't trying to charge anybody for anything i'm not trying to coach anybody I mean, I'm kind of giving everybody everything I know here. Um, but if you want that personal touch with me and you want to know like more personal things or anything that I can do to help you, I'm all about it. I ain't trying to charge nobody. Anything, so. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, guys. That's the end of the Hungry for Success podcast. Thank you again to uh, Caleb for being on the show and uh, make sure that you guys go check him out on social media. I will drop that in the show notes uh, below the episode. And don't forget, if you don't mind to go over to our social media and check that out, Hungry for Success podcast on Instagram and uh, like and or subscribe and leave a review. All right. Thanks.